0: Welcome to Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Uh, what's the uh, Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this Thursday, uh, the 28th here of September. Uh, great game coming on tonight. Uh, good. Uh, interdivisional rival game there with Detroit and Green Bay. Now, Green Bay's got some injuries there. Uh, You know, they're going to have to rebuild some key pieces on that offensive line. I'll talk about that here in a little bit. Going to switch it up a little bit different tonight. I will give you a fantasy team. Go over last week, but also uh, I got one over and under game and three of my picks this week that I have a lot of faith in, Uh, the the top three, if you want to say, in the NFL. I'll have all those here and more. Let's go ahead and get our first and only break out of the way. Then we'll hit the ground running here on Sports Scope. Hello, Sports Scope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions, and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the Cash App, the word, the Cash Sign, and Sports Scope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to Sports, that is Sports with an S, another S, Scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. All righty, then. I'm back here live. Uh, So this game tonight will be in Green Bay. You know, uh, Jordan Love's had a slightly better season than I thought he would. Uh, Christian Watson's been out for a while. Uh, He will be back tonight. Aaron Jones will be back tonight, but the problem is, Back Tiari, they just put him on their left tackle. They put him on IR. And their right tackle, Eldon Jenkins, uh, he's not going to play tonight. And their leading corner, Jar Alexander, uh, will also be out. So uh, fantasy-wise, if you're doing any kind of props, uh, a guy like Amon uh, St. Brown should have a good day. Uh David Montgomery, he's back for Detroit as well. And their left tackle, they should play really well tonight. Detroit should win tonight. Uh, Taylor Decker, the left tackle for Detroit, is back as well. Uh, Detroit's the healthiest they've been since week one. So I do expect them to play pretty well tonight. And Pickle says, yeah, uh, to definitely get the win there. Uh, if, they, if they don't win tonight... It's like Jeremy Boutrich said, uh, my guest I've had on here from the Detroit area, that it, it's a mental thing with them. It, it's It's not getting used to being successful on a consistent week by week basis. But uh, I, but I don't I don't expect that to happen. I, I expect the Lions to win tonight. Uh, point spread really close. I locked it in at like a point and a half, uh, minus a point and a half. I think it's probably two right now for Detroit. Uh, It may go up as the actual kickoff happens here in about 15 minutes. Okay, Uh, you know what? Before I get into the fantasy stuff, there was a a quote here by Justin Jefferson. People are starting to ask Minnesota players about next year and everything. And I got this off NFL.com. It says following zero and three start with one score loss, the social media vultures have started circling. Suggestion: the Vikings start thinking about next season and trading off access. No surprising, Jefferson seems to be quite over the talk. I think a reporter, I want to say a reporter, asked Jefferson, and he says about you know trade talks and everything. He says I'm tired of people saying that we're looking into next season or trades and stuff. Uh, who is set for next season in another year. And he's next season is the final year of his rookie deal. And Justin Jefferson. Speaking of the NFC North, right? Who stumbled upon this. And, you know, he's like, you know, we're focused on this season. We have a lot more games to go. Yada yada yada. Uh there's been talk, if you had to been living under a rock, anybody in the sports world of I think it's ridiculous, but Kirk Cousins being traded to the New York Jets. That's been talked since Rodgers went down in week one. And this talk of Jefferson, they're going to move off of uh, Kirk Cousins. I don't think Cousins can come in and and, and learn the Jets playbook and set the world on fire. Uh, Anybody that thinks otherwise, more power to you. Go ahead and waste some more draft capital on that instead of trying to work with what you got. I get it. And I'm not in love with Zach Wilson either. They're going to have to make another move and draft another quarterback. They're going to have to make a decision whether or not Rodgers is going to come back or not. But going back to this Minnesota Viking team, remember they traded. They traded Stefan Diggs and landed Jefferson. They're not that bad front office. They've got a new front office here. Uh they have drafted Jordan Addison out of USC. Um, he's not a bad receiver here. He's very young. He's still learning the ropes. But my whole thing is this team is version. it's practically at the bottom of every statistical category in defense. They play at Carolina this weekend. I think Carolina will have a pretty good game. I think Bryce Young will have a good game. He's going to be back, a rookie. And – they give up yards. I mean, they are they are worse than they were last year, you know. And Jefferson coming into the final, he is arguably, by all metrics, pro football focus, yards per catch. This is with Kirk Cousins throwing him the ball, the best receiver in the game, even with everything that you're seeing. He's a taller player that you're seeing from Tyreek Hill. I'm going to get into that game in a little bit. I've got a lot to say about that game we'll pick, that'll be one of the big games that I'll actually pick tomorrow with Carlos Madden, New York or Chavez. That being said, Jefferson, even with the mediocre, uh, Kirk Cousins, solid quarterback here has got tops numbers. Okay. You're saying, why do you act telling me this? Because he's going to want over $30 million in my estimation. Come, ne- uh, come after that rookie year. And that, Trust me. Next year, he's going to want that signed. He's going to want that deal done before the season starts. You can see holdouts and all that. But I'm telling you right now, you saw what Kansas City did. They're still reaping the benefits. Now Tyreek Hill, fortunately, has played well with Miami. They're still reaping to to the the benefits of that. You know, I've said this before. And I'll make it public now. I think I've said it to my friends in private. But you can get three first-round picks for a Justin Jefferson type of player. You really could. Uh, Go ahead and trade Cousins. Get those three picks, especially if this team is uh, coming up November and this team is, I don't know, like 2-6 and or something like that, which could very well be the situation. They're 0-3 now. Uh, They lost to Tampa. They could lose a Carolina on the road, even though I think Jefferson had a pretty good game uh, against them. You could get three. There's a sucker boy. See, a guy that's that good will sell tickets, you know. Uh, Remember, he's off his rookie year, rookie deal here. You get a team like a New York Giants or somebody. The Colts need a wide receiver. They have uh, Anthony Richardson. On a, uh, he can be Anthony Richardson's AJ Brown, right? Because that's the whole idea. They want to make the Colts like the Eagles. Shane Steichkin, he's the offensive, uh, former offensive coordinator, Eagles. You saw that they're using Anthony Richardson just like he used Jalen Hurts, which some of that I don't agree with. I've talked about that before. Running that quarterback up the middle like that, like a missile. But that being said, Hurts looked really good when he had a go-to big play guy like an A.J. Brown. You throw in a Justin Jefferson in there, and with his rocket arm, you're going to sell a boatload of tickets or uh, jerseys for one thing, Jim Merce, and you're going to get that go-to guy for four or five years. They're easy. And you're going to have this quarterback on a rookie deal there, and of course, Pickle says, "Yeah, Houston has no receivers there, and they've got a uh, Stroud there, 900 yards, no interceptions. You put on a, a Justin Jefferson on that team, he would go wild on that team as well. Stroud is a better, accurate, more uh, complete player." Than a uh, uh, Richardson, but those players, maybe the Giants, somebody like that. But those two particular teams in the AFC South. The reason why I say that is because those teams, particularly more the Colts, because they have a first-round pick. It's because you know, but but if I'm that Colts team, uh, if, uh, I'm not going to do it. But if I'm that Minnesota team, the Colts, man. So here's your generational talent right here, man. Why worry about getting Marvin Harrison Jr.? Go out and get you a Jefferson for four or five years, and it opens up the back end of that defense big time with the guy like that. And he's an indoor player. He comes from an indoor stadium. He would set Lucas Oil Stadium on fire. He would be like Reggie Wayne or Marvin Harrison type of talent. Or maybe even uh, he's compared to Randy Moss, you know. So, and and you might be able to just put that over, put that over Jim Irsay's head and say, "Man, you're gonna sell a lot of jerseys. You got you got this guy, 25 years old. You know, I think you really could. You could get maybe two first in and a second, but I think you can ask for three first-round picks for this guy. I really do, because the owner's thinking more than just a great player." When you have, and this is such a passing lead now, you really could, and then you could take that, go out and get you another quarterback next year, um, and then uh, you could build on the defense, trade down. Uh, you've already got a receiver to build on. You've already got a good tight end. Uh, you know, maybe patch up. Just go all defense, and uh, maybe patch up the offensive line. Throw another receiver in there. It's just food for thought. It's already been talked about because Minnesota is so bad defensively. They're terrible on the road. Terrible the way um, Charles Barkley would say it. Okay. So, you know what? I haven't made my mind up yet, folks. I'm going to do a fantasy team this week. This may be the last week I'll do fantasy. Uh, the reason why is daily fantasy – these, whether you're DraftKings or FanDuel, last week I had Raheem Moster. I put another lineup in. Had Raheem Moster 41 fantasy. Usually, if you get a player that low that scores that many points, you almost automatically guarantee win money. Really, you almost guarantee to 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 win money. And I have it. And you know, I was telling my dad about this last weekend. That so many people are are going in fake accounts. They're using different emails. They're they're spending thousands of dollars, and because these these leagues these five dollar leagues they pay, uh you know, five hundred thousand a million dollars sometimes, and they're not supposed to do it but they're doing it anyways, and it, it's taking out the 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 average player, totally shifting them out rather than. When you're when you're bid when you're betting on the game um I mean the, the spread may change slightly but no matter how many people wins that bet that bet's going to be paid off so I haven't made my mind up yet this week we'll put one in there's a lot of really good games here although the fantasy then we'll do some more gambling stuff here in just a uh, minute here okay so look, we'll go back and look at last week all right so this is the player who won last week, and of course, you guessed it. Um, they had they had some players in that, and, and a lot of these players are players that I mentioned. You know, before um, I mentioned the Minnesota game last week, and the um, and the Chargers game. You know, I said take take uh, Kirk Cousins. Or or take uh, uh, Justin Herbert. Well, the winner, this person won $500,000. They scored Pickles 249-14. Now, this was in FanDuel. This was in FanDuel. Uh, If this were in DraftKings, this would have been probably close to 300 points because it's a half a point per catch uh, in FanDuel versus a full point in DraftKings. But this person, uh, $500,000 bet, 249.14 points. Kirk Cousins was the uh, wide receiver, I mentioned. Uh, They had uh, Travis Etienne running back out of Jacksonville, going against Houston, even though they lost. I mentioned Raheem Holster. I played him last week. Uh, 41 points to Raheem Molster. I also mentioned the receivers in the uh, Chargers-Minnesota game. Uh, 36 points for Keenan Allen. Uh, I, I mentioned uh, wide receivers in the Houston Jacksonville game. The Jacksonville corners are bad. They need cornerback help. Uh, this guy last name Dell, and you saw the big long play he uh, that 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 Stroud hit him for a touchdown. Well, the guy had 23 fantasy points, uh, five catches, 145 yards, one touchdown. Now he got lucky here. Put in Adam Thielen, the guy that really can't get open nowadays. Um, Thielen last week had uh 26 11 catches, 145 yards, touchdown, uh, tank down. Yeah, that's it. That's it, pickles. This guy had um, Adam Thielen, uh, 11 catches, 145 and a touchdown. That was against Seattle. Okay, that was against Seattle. Uh, Shark had a pretty good game too, as well. And this, uh, Paportia Sam Paportia, uh, the tight end from Detroit, he could get a touchdown tonight. Uh, he he had uh hit 18.4 uh, in the Atlanta game, they they beat Atlanta 20 to six. Okay, and of course, they had the Bills defense, Bills defense, uh, 32 fantasy points against Washington. Uh, keep that a lot of sacks. Uh 9 sack, 9. 9 sacks against that Washington offensive line, four interceptions and, and a pick six and a forced uh a fumble recovery, uh, 32 fantasy points by the Bills. They really played well last week. And of course, Kenneth Walker 29 points here. Uh that was what the winner had last week. Uh you know, compared to my lineup here, uh, I want to say, I can't remember what I had here. Uh, doo, doo, doo. And I had 114 and, and still lost. You know, I mentioned McKinnon. Uh, and and Javante Williams from Denver just didn't show up like I thought he was. Jefferson, 24. Mike Williams in the same game, 21 points toward his ACL in the Minnesota game. Calvin Ridley, totally, total no-show. No Zach Ertz. No catch, uh, one catch for six yards. Missed on him, but I did hit on uh, Nico Collins was a dud. But I hit on just about everybody else. But it did not pay, folks. It did not pay. There's too many people playing these games, okay? So, uh, like I said, I'll put one in this week because I put it in the title. And uh, this is with the – and like I said, these are mainly 1 o'clock Eastern – to uh three o'clock eastern games this is where you do your your main fantasy for um uh daily fantasy this is with fan duel uh bryce young you know that minnesota defense probably one of the worst defenses in the league they're 30th against quarterbacks young way down there at 6800 is a, practically a steal uh this action this devon uh devon action Four touchdowns yesterday, 49 points against Denver. I think he's going to have a pretty good game against Buffalo, too. I don't think there's any way you could stop this guy. He's still 6,400. Uh, David Pierce here. Uh, Pierce is a running back for Houston. You know, Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh is 29th against the run. I, I guess a lot of that may be this, they, they played some really good running teams. You know, they played Nick Chubb. They played... Christian McCaffrey. But I'll say this. Pittsburgh, they 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 went to um they went to Vegas last week, went back to Pittsburgh. Now they got to go to Houston. So I do think Pierce have a pretty good game at 6,300. Uh Tyreek Hill, I don't think it, as good as Buffalo is, uh, looking back, even in the snowy games against Buffalo. There's nothing I don't think they can do with Tyreek Hill, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right, Chad. So Tyreek Hill, even at his cost. Uh, By the way, Buffalo, Orchard Park, I had a Buffalo native on yesterday, uh, John Rostano, great guest here. It's going to be 76 degrees, clear, no wind, two red-hot offenses even though it's a divisional game, two red-hot offenses playing, especially Miami, in that Buffalo game. Uh, I've got Tyree Hill. Um, I think I think Hill is going to have a great game. Uh, Twenty-six points, thirty-nine in week one. I mean, he is just on fire, Pickles. Okay, now Jamar Chase here. Jamar Chase, uh, one hundred forty-one yards, twelve catches, going against Tennessee. Tennessee 29th against the pass. He's going to have 12 to 14 passes against Tennessee again. You cannot, and as I said, Amari Cooper against Tennessee. He had 20 fantasy points, 20 fantasy plus. Uh, I mentioned that last week he would have a good game against Tennessee. Uh, Take your lead. So I think Chase is going to have a big game against Tennessee. I think he'll score again over 150 yards. Uh, He actually may have a better game than he did against the Rams. At 9,600. So, I went very heavy receiver. Tutu Atwell, the Colts here. Uh, Tutu Atwell is averaging nine targets a game. Uh, Scored again last week here. Um, I like this other guy, Akua, but he's banged up. Uh, Puka, Nakua, whatever. Puka, Nakua for the Rams. The Rams, they're actually underdogs in this game. Uh, the Colts, we saw what they gave up to Calvin Ridley, Nico Collins. Um, yeah, they called a break there. Uh, they called a break there against, playing in, in somewhat of a rainy game against a Lamar Jackson. Uh, but Jackson had a decent game, but they, they still beat him. This 2-2 out. Well guy inside, very fast, really small. Colts 26 against the pass. I think they will have a great game. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, I expect now Kincaid is averaging about four tar, four to five targets a game at tight end. He's the rookie. I'm looking for a breakout game. When you got two uh, divisional rivals playing each other, always look for the odd man out because they know each other really well. This rookie, he was a first-round pick uh, for Buffalo, Uh, He was a highly sought-after tight end from University of Utah. I got a feeling he's going to be the big play guy for the Buffalo Bills in that massive uh, game coming up Sunday against the Dolphins. Dalton Kid K, not the other guy. Not – oh, God, I can't remember his name now. Your main guy, tight end. And I do not think that – even though I know that uh, the Diggs will get his – uh, Knox, Daw- Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox, I think he could get his, but I think this guy could not be the odd man out, and I think he'll score next next week. Dalton kid, K. Uh, Flex, Alvin Kamara. This is his first game back from suspension. Yeah, Dawson Knox, yeah. Alvin Kamara first came back since suspension. Hasn't played a game this year. He's playing Tampa, uh, a team that played a fair physical game against the Eagles on – uh, Monday night here. Okay, so Kamara at home. Uh, there's a no, uh, no Derek Carr, probably going to have Winston in there, and he's going to get a lot of carries, man, 22 carries, something like that. Very fresh running back, playing a defense that played on Monday night, and he's very cheap for Alvin Kamara, 6,500. I expect him to have a huge game uh, Sunday against Tampa at home. And the Phillies' defense, I just mentioned, you know, they're doing a lot of good things with the commanders, but they're not blocking really well. And Sam Howell's holding on to the ball too much. Uh, Jalen Carter is the odds-on rookie of the year favorite, the defensive tackle for the Eagles. I took that Eagle defense uh, nine sacks last week to the um, nine sacks to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they play Washington. Washington could win the game. They could upset them. But that doesn't mean that Carter and that front seven and that front four are not going to get multiple times to Sam Howell. They're just too good up front, man. They are just too. So that that's the team I have. Um, like I said, uh, those games that I mentioned, uh, no weather situations there. It's going to be pretty nice everywhere here in Nashville. We got a lot of rain today, but uh, Sunday uh, everything looks good. It it looks very good. Very good. So, anyways, here we go. All right. Now, let's talk about wagering. All right. Been looking forward to this. Buffalo and Miami. Now, this is a game that I expect a lot of scoring. Okay? Uh, I will be breaking this game down. The over and under this game is fifty. 3.5 keep that uh this rounded up the 54 right well i've got a list of the last 10 matchups these two teams have played the bills and then the dolphins listen to this listen to these scores here i just mentioned weather's going to be great Wind five miles an hour 77 degree weather both offenses relatively healthy. Jalen Waddles back. You, I just mentioned this: uh, Devon Achin plus Raheem Mostert. Uh, we talked about guys like James Cook on the other side. Uh, you know, uh, we know about Gabriel Davis, Stefan Diggs, the two tight ends. This is going to be this is going to be a pretty high scoring game, even though the defenses are playing better. Uh, go back to January. January the 15th in the cold Buffalo barely edged past Miami 34 to 31 so that is ahead of that 54 okay uh December 17th 2022 another cold day uh it was snowing up there they were throwing snowballs at Tyreek Hill as he scored a touchdown 32 to 29 that would be 61 for those of you uh now back in september very hot day this was the game where tua got hurt uh miami got the win uh they won 21 19 that's under 54 right but you go back to 21 26 to 11 that was under uh 54 35 nothing that was in buffalo was dominating they knocked the quarterback out early but go back to January of 21, 56-26, to 26, September 20th, 2020, 31-28. Essentially, seven out of the last 10 games, guys, these, these scores have been over 53 and a half. They've been over 54 points. I think with the firepower on both of these teams, maybe I'm wrong this time, maybe the, the I know Tredavis White's playing well, uh, but I did read that uh, Poyer might not play the safety there. But other than that, they look pretty good. Uh, but Miami's red hot right now. Buffalo going to play the short game, but they know they have to score. I think this goes over. This is one of my uh, bets of the week here, one of my top three that I feel like it is really going to go in that direction. Seven out of the last ten, no major snowstorm, no major wind, no major injuries. Uh, these are going to be two well-high-tuned offenses. They may try to fill each other out early, but then it's just going to be uh, boom, bam, boom, bam. I mean, not to mention the fact that last week Miami scored seventy. 70 points against, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh Allen had uh, 46 yards and a touchdown last week, Pickles. You know, he didn't have a great game against Washington. The defense had a great game. But still, I I do think that he will play pretty well. But I think Tua will probably play a little better. Um, But I haven't made that final decision yet. I do think it, it will go over for sure. That's what I'm saying. So that's one of my bets of this particular week here. Uh, 54. fifty four, seven out of the last 10 that these two teams have played have went over, folks. Okay? Yeah. Alrighty. Sparks will fly. Back on you, baby. Okay. Okay, here's another weird one for you. Jacksonville will be playing in London versus Atlanta. Okay, Jacksonville is the most traveled NFL team to London in the league. Anybody's that's watched this league, no, it's not even close. It's not even close. We played some sound bites earlier from Doug Peterson. I played some sound bites earlier this week. Doug Peterson really ticked off Houston. Houston with a rookie quarterback. First set was it second or third game for CJ Stroud. Offensive line injuries and and uh, no real big name wide receivers. That's why I said I would try to trade Jefferson and get a whole load of picks. Talking about Minnesota earlier, but they got humiliated. Absolutely humiliated by the um, by this Houston team, and Peterson says, "Listen, I, you know this whole idea that it's early that that went out the window yesterday. We've got to play better." And Atlanta, Atlanta has went with Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith's been the coach for about three years now. Um, his first year, Arthur Smith. They did go to it uh, they did go to London but they didn't go last year okay uh they don't usually go but those players are practically not with the team that was with uh uh Matt Ryan that was with Matt Ryan when they they played the Jets in London they very rarely the Atlanta Falcons very rarely go to London this is a huge not a not, a, not somewhat of advantage they're six hours ahead of uh, us here uh, in America. They're six hours ahead. The, the time zone is going to be jacked up. There's so many new young players. There's uh, Dennis Ritter. Dennis Ritter has not won a, uh, a road game yet. They were beat twenty to six by Detroit uh, last week. So they, they they flew to Detroit, lost to the Lions. Then they had to fly all the way – they had to fly all the way to, um, to London. Jacksonville, they're ticked off here. Calvin Ridley had a bad game. By the way, Calvin Ridley used to play for Atlanta. He's going to really want to stick the team – they traded him. They traded him. He's going to stick it back to Atlanta – Jacksonville is one of those teams. Some people are picking them to go to the AFC Championship game, the Super Bowl. I picked them to win this division. They need this game like nobody's business. And Ritter going against that Jacksonville pass rush, although he maybe he'll get a few off because their secondary ain't that great. I expect Jacksonville to win this game like 27 to, to, let me be 16 or something like that. And they're going to cover that three point spread there, folks. So, and you ask about weather in that game. Uh, 73, mostly cloudy in the UK. Uh, Atlanta's got a much better defense. Atlanta's defense is not that good on the road. They've shown it again this year. They gave, uh, they were beat 20-6. to six. The problem is they can't move the ball on the road. They can't move the ball on the road. I mean, I've got the box scores right here. Uh, Ritter, Ritters is a good chance he could get benched um, in this game. There is a very good chance uh, that he could get benched in this game. I really like Jacksonville, um, the team who is – I'm trying to think who their backup is. Uh, They have a a well-known backup. Don't be surprised if uh, Taylor Heineke – is not playing in this game. That that's what I think that Arthur Smith is looking at this like we got a lot of players, Bayon Robertson. Robertson's never been to London. Players that's never been there before do not play well. I've watched this trend for a long time. Yeah. Uh hasn't won on the road yet. Yeah, Desmond Ritter hasn't won. This is the road game of road games. This is across the pond. <laughs> and you know. I would be shocked, I would be absolutely shocked if uh, Lawrence and Jacksonville uh, do not play extremely well in this game, folks. I really would be. Now, this next one, this one is, this one's interesting here, okay? But the rounds are actually underdogs against the Colts. Okay, we know the Rams went on the road. Uh, I told you all this. I predicted it. Cincinnati, very desperate, very desperate, would win this game, even with a banged up, even a backup quarterback or a banged up uh, uh, Joe Burrow. Okay, but the Rams have played. They had the lead in that game. Cincinnati has a has a defense that's got to two AFC championship games and a Super Bowl the year before last, okay? Uh, really well coached, really well coached, uh, but they just got past the Rams. The Rams put, what, 23, 24 points on, on San Francisco. Uh, now they're playing the Colts with against a rookie quarterback. Uh, supposedly, he's passed all his um, – Richardson has passed all his concussion protocol stuff. He's going, going, going against Aaron Donald. and But the problem is, I don't think uh, Quentin Nelson has not um, practiced all week. That's their best offensive line. He hasn't practiced all week. And they're underdogs in this game, this Rams team. Okay? And this Colts secondary is 21st against the past. All right? All right um I think the Rams win this game I, I don't see you know I I could see maybe uh Richardson catching them off guard a couple times but I also see Richardson possibly throwing an interception maybe two remember they beat the crap out of Seattle in week one went up there and mopped Seattle in week one but you know if you got a guy like a like a, now they're gonna give up some points the Rams will give up some points. But I got them an outright win. I mean, I think they'll probably win uh 27-23 Rams. You know, like I said, I want to say they're like, uh, let me go back and look at this real quick. I want to say they're like two point underdogs. Now that may have it may have changed since I started putting all this in, but I doubt it. Yeah, a point and a half. Rams are a point-and-a-half underdogs to the Colts now. Uh, like I said, Richardson supposedly coming back. Maybe if they had Minshew, they have a better chance. Richardson's going to be running up the middle a lot. Uh, with Donald there, they'll have some success, not going to have a much. This team needs another true number-one receiver. Pittman's okay. He's not great, though. He's not great. They're going to try to run the ball, keep everything on the ground. Uh, had a pretty good running game last week. By the way, physically, they might have won that game, but teams don't usually play well after playing Baltimore too. But they're going against a veteran quarterback and a really good scheme artist there, offensive scheme artist there with Sean McVay. Uh, I do think that the that the Rams will play well and win this game as underdogs. I was really surprised that they're underdogs in this game. So. Those particularly really stand out. Um, this is one I did not mention, but I will say this: you know, John did make a good point about uh, Denver. I'm going to say the three and a half point favorites. I didn't put this in the list, but I've been a bonus because I've got I've got some more time left here. That I think that he's probably right uh, with, with the bad defense of Chicago. And as bad as, as, as Denver got beat last week, giving up 70 points here, um, you got a future Hall of Fame, likely future Hall of Fame quarterback with his resume. Uh, you've got probably a Hall of Fame head coach there in Sean McVay going against the team in total disarray. Both of them got blown out. I think the, uh, Denver's that's a bonus one, but that's not a lock like those other three. Very good chance Denver goes up there and bounces back and plays well because they got humiliated so bad, so bad. 70 points, that is like Portland State versus Oregon. That's not even like a beatdown in college, you know. So uh, those are some particulars to look at here. And by the way, so tomorrow I'll have Carlos Mad New Yorker Chavez come in here uh, I've been monitoring. Uh, we'll talk about the biggest games of the week. We'll, we'll make a prediction on Miami and Buffalo. I'll tell you that right now. We'll talk about teams like that. Uh, Tennessee, I think because a lot of people like myself picking Cincinnati to, to to get back to the Super Bowl in the preseason, um, Aaron Rodgers, he's consulting Uh Joe Burrow, they're talking back and forth on how to deal with this, with this calf. Basically, tell him not to, not to make some of the mistakes I did and mess around and tell your Achilles. I think that's what he's trying to do. But Tennessee, um, there's a report today out of uh, Dan Graziano, who is a senior NFL reporter for ESPN, believes that Will Levis will be the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans come November. And i, I think thinking to myself, well, if he could stay healthy, uh, but I think they, they're looking for a spark in this team. I think they will be better. Sonorsky, by the way, he had this guy had his appendix taken out. Told you this yesterday. A couple of weeks ago, he still hasn't practiced. He still has it practiced, and that is not good for Tennessee. Going against Sam Hubbard, uh, we saw how Tennessee got totally demolished by the Cleveland Browns last week. Uh, the Browns are another good play this week going against Baltimore. That defense is going to be good. But the, uh, this report saying that possibly, uh, which I'm not surprised because I think Tennessee, there's a good chance that this team could be like two and four, one and five. they could be kind of in a cellar too. And they want to try a new quarterback as well that can move around. I'm not too sold on his health. Uh Pickle says he'd take Willis over Levis because Willis is a better athlete, but he can't he can't hit the open man. You know, he is horrible as a passer. Levis is much better passer, but the thing about Levis is the guy can't stay healthy. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Sam Bradford. Uh, the way he's getting help, uh, you know, getting injured. And nobody's even hit him. So uh, that that that's a game to uh, that we'll we'll break down tomorrow. Here, um, we we may we may break down that Cleveland Browns Baltimore Raven game. Uh, there's a possibility Watson's got a shoulder problem. He he might not. Die. I didn't see him get hurt last week, but you never know, man. The, these games get really physical in the trenches here. We'll probably talk about that as well. So uh, go ahead and end the show now, folks. We'll go ahead and because uh, I'm going to get on here and watch this game as well and catch up with it. But if you like the show, share the show. Uh, again, we'll be back on tomorrow around the same time, same place uh, it's 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Here on Sports Scope.